On this episode, I'm joined by my friend Andrea Herbert to talk about her family reunion trip to Walt Disney World, which included a stay at the Contemporary Resort and a VIP tour through Magic Kingdom. Today is April 25th, 2023. This is episode 559 of the Main Street Magic Podcast. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World, so they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Main Street Magic. I am your host, Jeremy Stein. And while I'm not joined by my lovely wife, Rhonda, today, I will soon be joined by my friend and colleague, Andrea Herbert. But first, make sure you check us out on the web at MainSTMagic.com, as well as follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MainSTMagic. If you've not done so already, head out to Facebook and search for the Main Street Magic community and ask to join. Then if you hit that subscribe button, you're going to get brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. So planning a trip to Disneyland or Walt Disney World can be overwhelming and at times just downright frustrating. But don't worry because Mouse Dining will remove the frustration of booking Disney dining reservations, alerting you when they spot availability for your desired restaurant, date, meal, and time. Visit msmfriends.com to use this free service. So I'm very excited about this conversation today as I am joined by one of the co-hosts of Ivy Unleashed podcast, Andrea Herbert, who I've gotten to know very recently and been fortunate enough to work with on their podcast. Let's go ahead and bring Andrea in. Andrea, thank you so much for joining the Main Street Magic podcast. Welcome. I am honored to be here. I love this podcast. I've learned so much and I love you and Rhonda. You are so fun to listen to. And so thanks for having me. Well, thank you for that. And like before we dive into your trip, though, I do want to say this is so cool. Like these two worlds colliding. I just met you all a few months ago towards the end of last year uh, through my brother and he had come on to your podcast, Ivy Unleashed. And we connected, and I've been fortunate enough to start helping produce some of your uh, episodes. Anybody who is out there listening, I don't care what age you are, male, female, whatever you are, this podcast is outstanding. I have picked up and learned so many nuggets from your guests that, to be honest, when you originally see who the guest is and what the topic is, I'm thinking, oh, okay, like, what am I going to get out of this? And every single time, I've I've gotten nuggets, so... Um, appreciate you guys very much. And before we start, just let everyone know where they can find uh, Gold Ivy Health Company and Ivy Unleashed the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And it's been an honor to have you on our team. You're such I could talk about you being such a great person to work with and how wonderful that's been because it's our baby, right? We yeah. love creating a podcast where we really just help people with their human experience, share their story feel their feelings, learn how to level up all of those good things. So yeah, so Ivy Unleashed is on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on YouTube. We have video as well. And then our handle on everything like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is Gold Ivy Health Co. Awesome. Well, let's talk about this trip you had. Uh, and we were just, we were talking before we hit record and we don't do much for trip reports and things like that. But when you were talking about it and, you know, you're even asking for some recommendations of episodes to listen to of Main Street Magic and uh, sent me your itinerary and schedule and stuff. I was like, this looks like such an incredible episode. First, I guess, how many people went on this trip and uh, who had any background as far as who had been to Disney before? Who was it their first time? What were the ages? Like, I guess, break that one down a little bit first so everybody knows what you were working with on this big trip. Yes. So first of all, there were 16 people and seven of them were under the age of 10. 
So we had for the whole trip, we had from newborn to 93 years old on this trip, 16 people, pretty wild. Right. And the, I married into this family. So this is my husband's family and they have this long history with Disney. They're uh, my husband's grandfather, George used to work for a company that actually helped fund Disney, like gave money to Walt to get it started. So when they were younger, they used to go all the time. And I think they would go for free. Bev, who is 93, their grandma, she absolutely loves Disney. And so for her 90th birthday, that's what she wanted to do. And so a few years ago, we went when I had a newborn and I had a three-year-old and five-year-old and it was wonderful. Then she wanted to go the next year, which was 2019. And then we haven't gone back because of COVID. And so she, um, you know, she had some money to throw around and she said, Hey, I want to do Disney again. And I'm in a wheelchair and I know that's not super fun for everyone. So I'm going to pay for this VIP experience. (laughs) And I didn't know what that meant, but uh, so this family, you know, they know, like when we went in 2018 and 2019, they are all engineers that are very efficient with everything with time. So they like knew about lightning passes and we had the bands and like wasted no time at this park. We went on every, like they figured out the system. But then this time we decided the three days would be two at Magic Kingdom, one at Animal Kingdom. And the first day to start this whole shebang out would be at the VIP treatment. Yeah. And so we were like, I don't know if that's the best way to go, if we should do it first or last. But we started with that. And it was a full day of like, it was absolutely insane. And they said when my father-in-law was booking this, which we can get into those details too, but they said like, you probably can estimate that you'll do about 10 attractions throughout the day. Wow. And we did 21. Wow. So that's incredible. jam-packed but it didn't feel like rushed it felt absolutely like just relaxing and fun and the two people matt and joelle that were our guides were unbelievable human beings it was so much fun that's outstanding first before we get more into the vip tour because that's where i'm just super intrigued because we've always wanted to do one where did you guys stay and talk a little bit more about that planning portion and how involved was everyone? Was it mostly just your father-in-law that was, was planning everything and getting stuff together? How did all that go? Cause I just, again, I can't imagine planning for that large of a group and especially with those age ranges. Yeah. Well, we let my father-in-law just take the reins cause he's retired. So he had plenty of yeah. time. To like, <laughs> they, My family or my husband's family loves putting together itineraries. And so my father-in-law, he took you know, charge of this. And he was saying, you know, 60 days out from your first attraction you want to do, you can book this. And so they actually like, they don't do a whole lot of planning for you. The only thing that they really do is kind of like strategy on the day of, of, you know, how big a group is and maybe what we should hit up first and those types of things. Yeah. So Bill did a lot of the planning of where we would eat, what rides we'd want to do, figured out those things, looked at the height restrictions because we had a bunch of toddlers with us too. And so he kind of planned out maybe what we'd want to do, put those things in place of, you know, letting and, and letting them know, letting the VIP tour know, these are the things that we're thinking. And they came back and said, like, that's a lot. Like, that's a very <laughs> optimistic plan there, sir, but we'll do our best. We stayed at the contemporary. 
So right by the park. So most of the time we just walk there. I think we took the tram once just because my kids wanted to ride it. Yeah. So very convenient. We had four strollers and one wheelchair. So getting around the park, <laughs> it was like this whole strategy because they were constantly like, oh, this is a good spot to put the strollers. This is a good spot to put the, the wheelchair. But ahead of time, I mean, we kind of just told them what we were thinking. They had it printed out. They took all those things into consideration and actually made it all happen. Wow. And uh, yeah, my father-in-law was like thinking, okay, we want to do the order ahead stuff for the restaurants because we don't want to waste time when we have to pay this much money for two tour guides Yeah, to just eat fast. Like, so he actually took our order in the hotel before we left and planned those types of things. So when I say there was some strategy involved, I mean, there's always strategy involved in, in these trips, but yeah, so it was you know, not a lot of hands-on from anybody else. My father-in-law just sent like, this is kind of what I'm thinking. If anybody has any input, but everybody that came has children. And so we're like, whatever, it looks cool. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if everybody <laughs> even looked at it. We just kind of trusted Bill and it, it turned out to be a really good plan. That's outstanding. So with the, with the VIP tours, when you are going up to the attraction and the rides, where are you getting to enter? Are you going straight through those lightning lanes? Or are you getting even preferred treatment over guests that have booked those like any sort of special area how does that work out yeah most of the time a ride has to have a lightning lane so okay. that was kind of like the preferred thing but that wasn't always the case like when we did buzz lightyear we went in this door behind the cash register oh, wow. <laughs> i took a video i'm like where are we where are we going um so most of the time that was kind of one of the requirements it was like it needs to have a lightning lane and you know we would still wait a little bit but it was never like, it was never like you're to the front of the line, no matter what, and, right. you know, pushing past people was always like getting you into the lightning lane. And, and if there was a back door, we took a couple of them. That's pretty cool. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, so where did you end up eating on that day since you were kind of go, go, go. And then what, I mean, honestly, what does that look like with a group that size, not only ordering, but then showing up, getting your order, finding a place for you all to quickly eat or even take a seat? Yeah. So we ate, gosh, I want to say, I can't remember the name. I think it's like Pinocchio something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pinocchio okay. house. Yes. Pinocchio house. So what that looked like was ordering ahead kind of, we tried to get in a, a ton before we ate. So we did the parade and we did a bunch of rides and, and attractions before that and tried to just eat once at the park. So we kind of just ate midday, which, you know, it was totally fine because during the the parade, we had this VIP treatment where we were up high by the entrance. Oh, so it was yeah. like elevated seating. It was shaded. And then when we got there, they had popcorn for us and water. And then my son was like, I want a cotton candy. And literally Matt was like, I'll be back with cotton candy and like sprinted away. The wow. tour guide sprinted away, got cotton candy, came back. And then we were thinking about getting Starbucks. So while we're waiting for the parade, these tour guides ran and got a Starbucks. It literally like I come from humble beginnings and this felt really over the top extravagant. Like yeah. anytime you mention something they're like, I got it, whatever. And I don't think we paid extra for that. Like, I don't think they were charging anything. Like I think Matt sent a text to whoever was at Starbucks and they just figured it out for us, which was really cool. Wow. So those snacks really helped kind of hold the kids over until we did eat. And then as far as the accommodations there with having the tour guides, they just ran in ahead of us and got a table for us. So it was, you know, we ordered the food ahead of time and they just kind of helped deliver the food to us and planned where we were going next. And 
The funny thing about this whole day was that these two tour guides, they were amazing. Joel and Matt, they were, they were awesome. And they would, you know, they'd be chit chatting whenever we stopped and, you know, doing some strategy, I'm sure of where we we're going next. We didn't know until the fireworks that they were dating. Oh, how cool. They were together. They had like this chemistry, but like they never kissed or like touch each other. You know, they're being very professional. So we had absolutely no idea. But then looking back, I'm like, oh, they were kind of cute at the restaurant and they had like really good teamwork and chemistry or whatever. And so thinking back to eating at that Pinocchio restaurant, I was like, oh, that's when I first noticed there might be something between the two of them. That's how did, how did you end up finding out later at the fireworks? They just, one of them happened to mention it? Well, at the fireworks, you know, we had this like separate area and we were saying goodbye to them because you know, time was up at 845 with them because yeah. it had been, you know, nine o'clock when the fireworks start. So they're saying goodbye and we're like, how do we give you a review? How do we share that you guys were amazing? And just asking a bunch of questions. And I wasn't actually there when they said it, but they told my mother-in-law that they were together because they were leaving together. Like they're about to go home or whatever. So that's when they just kind of slid that little comment there. We were like, what? That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. Now, as far, I, I know that you had, and we'll probably get into it with some of the, the other park days without the VIP tour guides, but did you and people in your party find that the My Disney Experience app, the mobile order, the, you know, using that in the parks, did you find that overall easy, hard to navigate? And was that your father-in-law that was was there doing most of that once it was outside of the VIP tour guides? Yeah, my father-in-law and my husband were really man in the station of like, you know, my husband would get up and he would like make a reservation or he would, you know, figure out these lightning lanes the days that we didn't have the tour. Uh, as far as I know, it was pretty smooth, you know, and they were like up when they needed to be up for the second that they could make a reservation. So I didn't hear anything bad about them. Okay. How, knowing how it works, even though you weren't technically the one doing it all, how do you feel about that? being on a vacation saying I've got to set an alarm for 65, 6.55 a.m. because I have to start booking this at 7 a.m. and then I've got to set a timer for two hours later because then I can book the next one and I've got to is, – is that something you want to experience or you're – I mean that, – that, because that's the biggest you know feedback and pushback we get. I mean even for us, like I already know we're going back down Friday for our anniversary weekend. Um, I'm going to set an alarm at 6.55 a.m. on our day off, on our travel day to head down there. And at 7 a.m., I'm going to try and get a virtual queue for Tron. And that can often set the tone and the pace for your entire day, whether you get it or you don't get it. Um, how did, I guess, you and just the party in general feel about the way a Disney vacation is now compared to even when you were just back there and just say, you know, 2019 pre-COVID because so much has changed when it comes to the planning of your day? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that comes up for me is thinking about, you know, my husband taking on that he would be up at that time is that he never got to sleep in, yeah. you know, he never got to just relax. And, you know, I don't think he minds being the one, you know, it's his family and he loves this kind of, you know, he's like a travel agent at heart, but I think it's kind of pain in the butt, right? Yeah. That you have to be on your phone or like you're at the park and you're trying to be in the moment. You have to be thinking about your phone. Like I've heard some of your episodes talking about that too. And I'm like, that's such a good point. You know, when you're, you're already taking pictures and videos and then to have to be on your phone again to like, make sure you don't miss something. I think it kind of takes away from the experience. And I think, you know, you missed out on some sleep yeah. and you want to be well rested on your trip, right? Oh, it's I important. Know can be present and patient with all the moving parts of 16 people. Yeah. So I do think that is kind of unfortunate that you have to be up so early and, you know, stress out about 
making sure that you can get the reservation. Yeah. Now, I know you guys did get some some kind of rest time um, after this trip because you you piggybacked going to the beach and all. But did you get any rest time while you were at Disney? You did on the first day you checked in, correct? Did you guys get to go to the, the pool and experience the resort? Um, so I guess question one about that would be, how did you enjoy the contemporary overall? And number two is how many rooms and what types of rooms did you have to house 16 people? <laughs> yeah, so we had two sets of rooms that had two bedrooms each. Okay. So four bedrooms total there and then one extra room. Okay. So, you know, two families with kids were in one. Uh, grandma, the the matriarch of the fam was with another family that had three little kids. And then my father-in-law and mother-in-law had their own room. Okay. And I love, we love the contemporary. We've stayed there every time we've been there and the pool area is so nice. The bar little restaurant area is so nice. And so when we first got there, yeah, the first day we enjoyed it um, because we checked in and didn't go to any, anything in regards to the park. So that was the first day. And then VIP day, we were like, we are VIPing this up. We're not doing anything at, at the hotel. And then the next day we were kind of, we were tired. I mean, Disney is requires a lot of energy. Yeah. Right. And so my kids were just asking to go back to the pool on day two when we didn't have Matt and Joel and we had done everything that we wanted to do. So there yeah. wasn't like anything still lingering, like, do we want to do that again or whatever? And it was hot. We had beautiful weather. Thankfully it didn't rain until the second we got in our car after animal kingdom, when we were done with all the parks, it was incredible timing. Perfect. And so that was tough because, so we did enjoy the pool that second day, but after animal kingdom, it was like torrential downpour. Yeah. So we didn't get to use the pool until I think my daughter went in at like eight or nine o'clock with my husband. They like snuck down and enjoyed it. So we didn't get to be in the pool a whole lot, but it was mostly about, you know, maximizing time at the park since we knew we had the beach, uh, the St. Pete beach side of the vacation coming up. Yeah. Well, and it, it sounds like not only would you recommend a VIP tour uh, if you are able to do one, but it sounds like doing it that first day was perfect because then it took all the pressure off of that next Magic Kingdom day. And it did give you some more, you know, downtime, I guess, and, and you know, an opportunity to not be so pressed and worried about what you were doing that day. So I actually think that's a great tip because. I wouldn't have thought of doing that like right off the bat the first day, that VIP tour, but that makes perfect sense to relieve all that pressure and know that you did over 20 attractions is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to look even more into doing it because we talked about doing, and I'm sure you've heard of us, you know, heard us say it on our shows is doing it and splitting it amongst like just say five couples or something like yeah. that to make that cost more affordable. Um, but that just sounds, that sounds amazing. We've, we've, we've done like the concierge and, and club level over at our favorite place, uh, Coronado Springs in uh, Grand Destino tower. And yeah, there's just something about having that level of service and all, um, mm -hmm. from, from these cast members that are just absolutely incredible anyway. Um, back to the VIP tour part during the day, were they offering any sort of like, I don't know, tips and tricks in general or like trivia or like pointing things out or did you, were you guys just asking a lot of questions like how was that part because that's something we've done the keys to the kingdom tour i think now it's been seven years i think it was for our 10th anniversary and that was my favorite part was this trivia and then pointing out things like hey this window on main street is because of this and especially with you know your husband's family having been involved with helping to fund some of that that's kind of the stuff they're pointing out so was there a lot of that going on with the tour guides 
Yeah, we were asking all kinds of questions. We were like, ooh, any celebrities that you've done this with? Or we were like, what's, you know, what's this all about? What's this all about? Are, and they, they, were, are they allowed to tell you? Like, are they, uh, are they allowed yeah, to be pretty open about, like, are. who they have? Okay. Yeah, I think they are. Like, one of them had did a tour with the Timberlakes, Jessica oh, Biel and wow. Justin Timberlake. They talked about that. And they were talking about, though, sometimes it brings even more attention to them. You yeah. know, we're having, like, these tour guides or whatever. So they talked about that. And then we were always asking them a bunch of questions, but they were like, in general, just great conversationalists. Like they would tell us things about Disney. They would tell us about things that are new or different with COVID or they would, you know, during the time we were there, it was like March madness. And so Matt was like talking with my husband and his brothers about, you know, games or whatever. And he actually had worked at animal kingdom before he was like a safari tour guide. So he was just talking about the process of doing that and, and, his journey with Disney. And so it, it felt like we could ask them anything. And if there was anything they couldn't say, you know, they'd be like, I'm trying to think of an example, but we'd ask them questions and they'd be like, yeah, great question. And then they would be really good at deflecting to you know something else. <laughs> I'm trying to think what was off limits. There was a question we kept kind of asking them that was like, that they would deflect I'll have to, I'll have to come back to that and yeah. let you know what that is. Yeah, for sure. Let's, let's move on to Animal Kingdom because it sounds like you guys, at, well, first we can talk Magic Kingdom. I mean, what is, what was everybody's consensus and, and what did people like the most from Magic Kingdom, especially when you have ages from newborn to 93? Like what was probably the most popular things that you did? Did, did you get, I know Tron was not officially open. Did a VIP tour allow you to get on Tron? We got on Tron. You did. What did you think? Yes. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. We loved it. And you know, some of the people in our group weren't tall enough to go on it. So mm -hmm. some people got to go on it twice, which yeah. was cool for, for those special people in my group. Shout out to my daughter, Cora, who always got to go twice on everything. Yes. Um, so Tron, my kids, it was a little scary for my kids. So they really liked space mountain because the older two are 10 and eight. And so they were a little scared on Tron, but I, I loved it. The, the adults loved it. And then, um, for, so for the middle-aged kids, Space Mountain for sure was their favorite. And then the littlest kids, you know, they just love Chef Mickey. They love meeting the characters. They love the Seven Dwarfs ride. And then any ride that Bev could go on, she's just giggling and laughing. She like, it didn't matter what she could get on. She was just having the time of her life. And she's just really happy to watch all the little kids, even on like, it's a small world. They, they tried to put her in where she could not be in a wheelchair and then had to accommodate and put her back in the wheelchair in a, in a different boat. And so half of us just went with her. And so even if we had to do some moving around, it was really accommodating and fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Tron was amazing. Yeah. We've, we've just done it the once we're hoping to ride it again this weekend. It's such a great addition to magic kingdom in that area that hopefully mm -hmm. will start to bleed over into the rest of Tomorrowland Cause it's weird when you have Tron right next to like the speedway, with these gas powered cars still like the levels of technology and ride system and all. Um, so hopefully some of that'll start to change. Uh, so now moving on to animal kingdom, what were some of the highlights there? Uh, and then I want to get into your dining and the type of dining that you did, but first, uh, what was everybody's favorite thing at animal kingdom? Yeah. So we started with expedition Everest and it was just starting to rain when we were about to go on it. So that was actually really cool to have, kind of rain coming down as you're on this, this ride. Uh, 
my five-year-old was able to get on it just barely. And I had no idea how scary that ride was. <laughs> I didn't oh, know no. that it was going to like give her nightmares. <laughs> so she was like, I do not like that ride. I never want to go on that ride again. But us adults and my older two loved it. And then of course, <laughs> Avatar Flight of Passage yeah. is was incredible. And with that one, she, my five-year-old passed the first like height requirement and then yeah. as we got up they do like three or four checks and then she got sent back down I know, so I don't get that i know we had to do it in a couple different shifts and so that was fine we went and got her some ice cream and then my father-in-law and i went and got a, a grapefruit beer which was fantastic yes those are Avatar. outstanding aren't they yes uh, i would say it was a really hot day it was the hottest of the three days and so the cali river rapids i don't know if i'm saying that right mm -hmm. Um, that was awesome. And all of us got to go on it, uh, besides, uh, no, not the babies and not great grandma, yeah. but it was really nice at the end of the day to like cool us down. And they had the park in there that the kids could run around, like the actual park with slides and, yeah. and ladders and sandboxes. So the kids played there, but it was hot. Like it was super hot. We did the safari ride. And I think by the time we got done with the safari, cooled down with the rapids. We were kind of like, eh, I think we're ready to go. Yeah. Like, I think, I think it's time to go. And again, we didn't focus on food that much. We kind of like snacked and we ate at the, um, the canteen that's over by Avatar. Yeah. Satali canteen. Yes. We ate there. I told you that was had, good, right? It was so good. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for the recommendation. We so we had there. some bowls and the kids had some like corn dogs and chicken fingers. And that was, that was the only place we actually had a sit down meal yeah. in animal kingdom. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, an animal kingdom is notoriously hot. Like it's known for being that cause it's, it's built in like a bowl almost. So it's yeah. All that heat just kind of sits on the bottom and then, yeah, it's so funny you say that about Everest and just, yeah, two quick stories of, of both my girls when they were younger, we took Kaylin on Everest for the first time ever. And she certainly wasn't that young. So kudos for her even getting on that. Like, that's amazing. And she, we, she wrote it and we got off and she, uh, I had to sit out with Lacey. So she wrote it with Rhonda. We got off and she was like, I want to do it again with you, dad. I'm like, awesome. Like, this is a dream come true. Cause it's one of my favorites. So we go all the way through the queue. We're going, we're talking, we're having fun. And then we get up right before the cast members about to ask how many in our party. And I look down and I can just see tears coming down her eyes and she just looks at me and she goes I don't want to do it again but I didn't want to tell you and I'm like it's good let's go and and took her right out and then the first time we ever took Lacey on dinosaur we had never been on it so it was everybody's first time on dinosaur she was probably white I don't know exactly the height limit on that one but she was very very young and we got to the end of that ride and she turned and looked at me and said why would you think that was a good idea Guess we're not doing that again anytime soon. Oh, funny. Um, yeah, you never know how your kids are going to react to these things because, you know, they're excited and then they get off and you're like, wasn't that great? They're yeah. like, no, it's terrible. Or well, and it's, it's an interesting one because that's, you know, uh, the, the question we get a lot is like, um, yeah, I've got a five-year-old. Will this ride scare her? And it's kind of like, well, we don't know your five-year-old. So it could. Right, personality like. Yeah. Um, so that's where usually like we'll recommend like we'll watch a, a a ride, you know, point of view ride video on YouTube and see what it looks like. Or I mean, we've got friends uh, down the street that took their seven year old to Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal and sh they know her like we knew we couldn't take Lacey there till she was 12 last year, pretty much. 
But we knew that at seven, that wouldn't be good for her. But once she matured, but their daughter, seven-year-olds are like, yeah, we know she'll love it. And she did. So it is an interesting thing to try and figure out. And then you're always going to see, you know, those parents then that are just like, no, you're riding this. You know, like I, I spent a lot of money. You're getting on the ride. I don't care if you're scared. You're like, come on, let's not do all that. Um, yeah, that was interesting to see parents, you know, the kids melting down here or there and just how different parents handle it. And it's, um, yeah, it's interesting and not saying I'm a perfect parent at all. The meltdowns are tough, but yeah, some parents are like, you totally hear those conversations of like, nope, you're doing it. We're yeah. here. We were in the line, get on probably traumatizing these poor kids. I know. So, so did you Although guys, I, I was sorry. I was traumatized as a kid. I mean, I still have roller coasters, but my mom would be like, you're getting on the ride. You're going to love it. <laughs> I remember one time like holding onto a trash can going to um, Valley fair in Shakopee, Minnesota, like oh trying goodness. to like stay and not have to get in the line. And my mom yanked me away and made me go on the wild thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That might traumatize still up you a here. little bit. Yeah. Still up here. I bet it is. So did, so did you guys have some meltdowns from children or adults and, and how do you deal with those situations because again with <laughs> with Ivy Unleashed you guys are so good at you know dealing with situations like that and you know uh being present and all of that um how did you how did you find that with your your group and when those you know meltdowns occur because they're going to every time again none of us are perfect parents and we can try our best but sometimes we're going to melt down as well how did all that go I would say I would I would give us like an A minus in the park there you go. um I would say there's very limited meltdowns and you know, that obviously is helped with the VIP. Like that day was yeah. like nothing because we were like in the shade more and going through lines faster. And even at the end of the day, after we we're done with Buzz Lightyear, all of a sudden Joel had a bunch of ice cream for us that we didn't even ask for. She just went and got a bunch of it. So that day is not really fair. I feel like because it was just outrageously privileged, but the other two days, there were some meltdowns. There were definitely more meltdowns. And I think you just get really tired and worn out because yeah. it's just a lot physically to move around these parks and the strategy and people getting hungry. And so as far as meltdowns, I'd probably say there was a couple more from adults than there were from the children. <laughs> Honestly, like we had really good teamwork helping out each other with kids. And like my mother-in-law would sit out with the, the newborn, if my sister-in-law wanted to go on a ride. And so I'd say it was like pretty good teamwork, but, uh, my other sister-in-law, she was like, she'd rather be on a beach or like go travel to Thailand than be yeah. like in a park. And so she was kind of ready to go back to the hotel and have a cocktail and go down a water slide. You know, yeah. that was more, you know, her cup of tea, she was ready for the beach. And so more or less, I would say, you know, a minus. And I think we did a good job of like saying what we needed, you know, if it's like, okay, let's go. We're, our family's kind of ready to go to the pool. How about you guys? And then some people, you know, some of us decided to stay at the hotel. Some came back for fireworks on the night that we didn't have the VIP treatment. So it was kind of nice that we were kind of doing what was best for our, like our little families in the midst yeah. of the big, big family. So I think that really helped too, with just like not arguing or fighting in the midst of it. Yeah. When I think you bring up a really good point with that. And I was going to ask, you know, with this large group and all is, breaking off and having your own time in your family. I know everybody feels like, Hey, this was a, this large, you know, kind of family reunion and trip. We got to all spend 24 seven together and there's just no way anybody can do it. I don't care who your family is. You need that time to kind of separate. And we've certainly done that in the past when we went down to meet uh, my parents and, and Alan and his three kids in the past, you know, we were like, we're going to get in there a day early 
And then we're going to stay a day later on the back end. So it can just be our little four. Um, so that works really, really well all around. And then even with having, you know, your group, like you're saying, if at that moment, just say you're finding yourself not able to deal with a meltdown, but you have somebody else, it's like, I got this, you know, let me, let, yeah, let me take them aside and, and we'll go get ice cream ourselves. You take a moment to just, you know, relax and compose yourself. That works really, really well. Uh, I think as yeah. well. So, um, so what other dining did you guys do? How did you like the overall dining experiences and the, and the food quality and options and everything that you guys had throughout these couple of days? Yeah. Well, the first and the last day was just like those two lunches pretty much. Yeah. And then we were like, let's, um, let's maximize the park or go back home. The second day at magical kingdom was the Cinderella castle experience, which we hadn't done before. And it was awesome. I mean, think, I just think about my, my kids being 10, eight and five, like what a dream, yeah. you know, and right before we're going in the castle, my son, who's in the middle, he's the eight-year-old. He was just having a tough time. Like, he was just like, I think he was tired and just kind of in a mood. And I was just panicking my own mind. Like, oh my God, this is your one shot to like eat in this castle, dude. <laughs> so <laughs> funny little story, you know, especially being, you know, in my health background, I'm like, we got to shake up the body. Like, let's go for a run. Let's get some endorphins. Right. We were kind of waiting for our reservation, you know, 16 of us basically taking over this whole castle. Yeah. And I was like, let's run around the castle. Like, I'm sure, you know, even if they go in before us, we're going to meet Cinderella first. And just a little background on Griffin, my son, he absolutely cannot stand the frozen music because <laughs> it gets stuck in his head yeah. and he like can't get it out for days. So he hates let it go. And he hates the one from frozen too. So I'm like, Hey guys, we'll be back. Griffin and I are going to run around the castle, get around the castle. Elsa is performing. Let it go on the other <laughs> side of the castle. <laughs> He's like, oh, of course, of course, of all songs, of all people, it's Elsa. I'm like, dude, I think it's God telling you to try to let it go. I don't know, yeah. man, but like, it was so funny. And so he ended up being able to like laugh it off a little bit, came back in a better mood. And that whole experience was absolutely fantastic. It was nice to have a place where we could have a cocktail. So we yeah. had some mimosas with our lunch and the experience of getting some time, you know, 16 people around Cinderella and she was great. And then the fact that multiple princesses came around you by your lunchtime. It was so nice to be in air conditioning and kind of breaking up that day where we didn't have the VIP tour. It was like brilliant how my father-in-law set this up because they accommodated a wheelchair, right? They accommodated multiple strollers. And then our huge party had this nice area right way where the princesses came in. And so um, food was good. I'm, I'm not super picky when it comes to like quality of food. If okay. you're giving me a steak and asparagus and mashed potatoes, like I'm going to eat it. And so <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I think some people at the table were like, eh, it was all right, but I thought it was great. And it was a three course meal. Yeah. So that's all we ate that day. And then later on went back to the hotel to kind of cool down and have some, some pool time. Yeah. I, yeah. I got to say, I mean, you're, yeah, your father-in-law really knew how to plan all of this. I mean, that's, mm -hmm one of those other things that I think is a great tip that people can take from this and your trip is that, and we just talked about this a couple episodes ago is like two table service, sit down restaurants in a day is just overwhelming on, on your budget, on your stomach, on just everything. And so, yeah, planning like that big lunch, that three course meal, having that time and that break inside the air conditioning, and then knowing you can go back and relax in the evening. And then if people need snacks, they get snacks. If somebody wants a full meal, cause they're all of a sudden hungry again for whatever reason, 
then you just go and get it. But you don't feel so pressured to have to do all that. And I love that they got to see you got to see all the princesses because um, we went two years ago for our anniversary and it was still just Cinderella at the time. And she was only greeting from afar. You know, it wasn't that mm. in-person meet and greet and then the additional princesses. So, yeah, I'd love to uh, get back to the, the full experience and glad that things like that are back. Did you do any other sit down? You said you did Chef Mickey's? Oh, yeah, we did Chef Mickey the okay. last morning um, before uh, before Animal Kingdom. No, before we left. Okay. It was great. Like, so we weren't rushed to go to a park or anything. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to back up and say something that my son observed, and I mm-hmm. was really happy you brought it up because I didn't want to like make his mood even worse. But what was great about the princesses is that we had a three-year-old, a four-year-old, and a five-year-old little girl. Mm-hmm. So the timing of us being at this park with all these princesses sitting in the Cinderella's castle was great, but he was like, there's nothing at magical kingdom for boys. You know, there's like, pull out the sword, try and pull out the sword by the carousel. Right. I'm like, it's so true. You know, he was pumped to see Mickey. Yep. He's in this like, you know, eight year old, like girls aren't cool. Girls aren't pretty yet. And so it was kind of like, you're right, dude. And when we're in the store, there's like, all these beautiful Mickey ears for the girls or mini ears. And then the boy section was like super small. And so I'm like, it's very obvious to me that this park was made by men to start out right with all these like princess centered (laughs) place. And then, and then the fact that, you know, there wasn't one prince in the castle or, you know, any, anything like that. So I was like, it's so true. And I, I, Wonder if that played into his bad mood. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'd love to see that implemented, especially in, in the castle. And, and where you do go to see princes is few and far between. I mean, there's very little dining and character meet and greets. And, and especially when they're not in that stage. Like, I'm I'm in a stage as a grown man where I'm like, exactly. I like the princesses. You know, like, I mean, Tiana's my favorite. I geek out when I get to meet Tiana. But when, yeah, you're in that that age that he's in. You're you're not at that point yet. And so you do look for for more things, uh, you know, centered around that. But we've we found and I've had this conversation, too, as far as like, you know, dads go. The merchandise that's available for dads can often be it's usually grumpy and that's it, Mm. you know, or it's the Etsy shops with the most expensive day ever shirts and the the broke shirts with the little, you know, Mickey head is the oh, and, and there's nothing like. Like, I love Disney. Like, I'm not grumpy when I'm here. I'm not, you know, mad that I'm spending money. Like, let's find some great, like, cool merchandise for me. Like, yeah, I'm not going to wear ears. But if you give me something that's similar that I want to wear, then I'll do it. Take all those same ear designs and turn them into hats. I wear a hat every time I go to the park just to try and protect me because I'm getting older. So I got to protect all this skin and stuff in my head. But, (laughs) yeah, I would love to see more of that. But I love the fact that he picked up on that. Mm-hmm. And that's super impressive. So yeah, he he did the like the sword and the cape mm-hmm. and the hat that came with that. Uh, but yeah, I mean it was slim pickings when it came to what he could choose, you yeah. know. And my nephew, who's two, um, his Aww. dad, my brother-in-law, took him into the store to get some Mickey ears. And then my sister-in-law came in and she's like, "This is this is what you chose." And and my <laughs> brother-in-law was like, "There was like three choices. Like I don't know what to tell you." Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. What uh, what else did you experience or any other notes that you had made or, or anything that you want to share about Disney? And then I do want to talk a little bit about your beach trip, because I think that's also such a wonderful idea that you 
you know, put that on the back end after just running yourselves ragged for three, four days. So the arrival was cool. We had the VIP day. We had uh, two vans pick us up and took us backstage. That's how we came in. So we didn't have to go through the like lines or have to like walk in front of anybody and make them upset when they're getting into Disney. And that was really cool. We were greeted with like Rice Krispies and chips and water and all kinds of refreshments, which was cool. Just like, let's start you off with some sugar and some hydration was really nice. And I, of course, was taking a bunch of videos and they're like, ah, no videos backstage. Yeah. Like, Shoot, Rick and rules already. I just got here. So that was cool. And it just, it felt like, it felt very VIP. It felt very like, we're going to make sure you're, you're coming in and you have your own little entrance and nobody was around when we came. So it was, um, it felt like just very special to start it off too. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you all, did anybody get magic bands? Do you guys, are you magic band people? Did you find a need for them? Um, no, we had magic bands the other two times. So like okay. we brought them like in case our kids wanted to wear them for funsies, yeah. but yeah, we didn't, we didn't this time. I'm a magic band junkie. I don't know why that, I, I guess maybe that's my thing. You know, I don't have ears. I've got magic bands. Um, yeah. and I'm just dorky enough, you know, to pick them out to whatever's going to match my outfit that day and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That was and yeah, fun. Rhonda's doing that was the like ears, fun so. that it had like your name on it and the mm -hmm. color that you wanted when we went, we felt really special when we did that. And then I also think too, like how you were talking about breaking up and separating in families. It was nice that, you know, the second night we came back, we came back after the fireworks and we're like, well, we did it. We had that VIP treatment. We don't need to do it this night. So we were coming back and we're like, Oh, let's go watch the fireworks. We had no idea how packed the park gets for fireworks <laughs> yeah. because Every other time we've been there, we like got early by the castle, you know, like 30 minutes early and we we're making sure we had a good spot. And I was like, holy crap, this thing is packed all the way to the brim, all the way back. It was wild. So we took that time to go on Space Mountain and yeah. get in a shorter line. And so that was uh, kind of where we separated. And the other two groups that had the smaller kids went to like Dumbo and Ariel's ride and stuff like that. And it was really fun so that we could kind of do our favorite things separately and not have as long of lines too. Yeah. Which is another great tip, you know, is is if you've already seen the fireworks, you've already done some sort of nighttime show, even if it's over at Epcot, wherever, go ahead and go back and then don't worry about it while everybody else is there and go for much shorter lines and then staying at the contemporary. I mean, there is there is nothing worse than, you know, leaving the fireworks along with tens of thousands of other people and then going to wait for a bus or wait for a boat or a monorail. So being able to walk right over to contemporary um, certainly helps a lot. All right. So you guys then decided to relax for a few days, although watching a lot of your, uh, stuff on social, you certainly still did a lot. I mean, that, that looked like a blast over there in St. Pete. So talk a little bit about that, why you selected St. Pete, how many days you spent there. And yeah, certainly sounds like you would recommend closing out a trip from Disney with something like that. Oh, Totally. Yeah, I definitely would re recommend doing it the way we did it because we could look forward to it too. It was like, okay, by the third day of a park, you're really tired, but knowing like the next day you're going to a beach and you can just kick it yeah. in the sand. It was great. So I highly re recommend that we stayed, we go to St. Pete because my uh, grandma Bev, she has a place very close by in Gulfport. Okay. And so that's like where they've always gone. They go stay on the beach in St. Pete, visit her over in Gulfport at her um, condo and, and pool area there. And so, um, that's just what they've done for years and it's wonderful. So we stayed at trade trade winds. That was awesome. Cause they have these huge blow up slides right by the hotel for my older kids. 
actually all of them now go on them. And so, um, there what's cool about trade ones is they like the pool areas hop in. It's super fun. They have like bingo and they have like games. And then at night they have, like, they pull out a TV screen so you can watch like toy story while you're swimming in the pool. So it's definitely really kid friendly. Drinks are phenomenal. Highly recommend the rum runner. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we really relaxed, like whether it was, and, and my kids are a little bit older. I didn't have really little ones where it's super stressful to think about them, you know, drowning or anything. Yeah. So yeah. it, I definitely felt like it was something to look forward to. We enjoyed our time, enjoyed the food around there. Um, we would just like some nights we'd order just pizza. Some nights we went to a restaurant, but the entire trip I got dressed up like in fancy clothes one time and it was phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, I I love that. I mean, I feel like, again, you know, you're, you're giving out a lot of great tips for people doing these vacations because you can be so burnt out coming back. You know, there's, I mean, shoot, we just got back last weekend and even Monday I'm like, Oh, I need a vacation from like my vacation. Like, cause we just went nonstop for four days straight. Um, and, and that can be super tough, even though you're trying to maximize your time and your value. But yeah, I'm definitely looking at a VIP tour in the future. That just sounds incredible. And yeah, you guys really did Disney the right way and everything that you did. So I really, really appreciate you coming on and sharing your experience and your, your family and everything, uh, with me. I loved following along and stuff, uh, you know, on social media and everything. Um, one more time though, go ahead and let everyone know where they can find Ivy Unleashed and hear more of you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So Ivy Unleashed, the podcast is on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and then Gold Ivy Health Co. is our handle for any other form of social media you want to find us on. We're always giving tips on how to take good care of yourself. So on trips like this, I mean, you guys do a great job, too, of talking about like when you're tired, how to take care of yourself, make sure you're getting your sleep and you're staying hydrated. I mean, that was a big part of why this was a successful trip, too, besides the fact that it was paid for by my husband's grandma, which was <laughs> insane. Yeah. I hope to have that type of money. And I hope too, before I go that I'm just throwing it all on experiences and travel. Amazing. But yeah, find us over there to hear inspirational stories, learn how to take good care of yourself. A lot of people I feel like listening to your podcast are probably parents yes. and these trips are expensive and they require a lot of energy and patience and you love your kids. So you're trying to maximize it. But like, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're going to be quick to anger and you're going to not be able to be present in these moments. And so I feel like I was able to truly enjoy and relax and be present in the moment because I was getting my sleep and taking good care of myself. So yeah, you can find us over there. Anytime we put out two episodes a week, thanks to Mr. Jeremy Stein. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for joining. This has been a wonderful conversation. And uh, next time you go on a trip, you have to come back and share as well. So hopefully there's another one. And what's so funny is we were there the one day that you were there, but Rhonda and I oh. just came down so quick. We just did lunch uh, over at Hollywood Studios for the new Roundup Rodeo. Um, so we weren't in the same place, even though we were technically in the same place. But yeah, next time we would certainly coordinate to come down and um, yeah, hang out for a little bit or, or have a drink poolside or something. So Andrea, yeah. thank you again so much. Truly appreciate you for coming oh, on. And thank you. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for you and Rhonda and what you do. I, I love her too. I feel like she's my friend and I love her cute snort and how witty she is. <laughs> and I just love listening to you guys. I feel like you're really adding value to people's memories with their family. What you're doing is priceless. And any chance I get anybody, anytime anybody mentions Disney, I'm like, you have to listen to Main Street Magic. It is such a great podcast. 
scroll through and you will see every tip possible. So thank you for what you're doing too. Appreciate that. What a wonderful conversation. I have so much fun hearing all about Andrea's big family reunion trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, I did want to go back real quick and touch base because we we forgot to go back to it in the episode. And then Andrea uh, emailed me after on some of those kind of uh, questions or topics that the VIP guides were not exactly allowed to touch base on. Uh, so she did send me an email with a few of them. One of those was including uh, cast members potentially, you know, being injured or worse during some of the performances. Uh, they were not allowed to really discuss Disney lawsuits, uh, any sort of the racial topics around Splash Mountain, as well as Johnny Depp winning his lawsuit. So we did want to go back and touch base on that because I forgot to go back during the ep episode as she remembered. So anyway, thank you all so much for listening. Truly appreciate you coming on the show, Andrea. It was so great to learn about your trip. If you have not done so already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get those brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if Rhonda was here, she would ask if you could please leave us a rating and review because it helps our show grow. That's all we've got. We'll see you real soon. Jeremy and Rhonda are more than a little fond of Disney World. So they made this podcast to share it all with you. Reports and resorts, top ten lists of all sorts, Main Street Magic's bringing it home for you.